This is Radio Free Galaxy. It's time to go. This is the Space Age, and we are here to go. Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. I'm Teen Komar. And I'm in Fuego. <laughs> That's right. This is episode 106 of Radio Free Galaxy. This evening we will be discussing, well, we'll be continuing to discuss Obi-Wan Kenobi in the beginning here. And then we'll be talking about the new Robert Eggers movie, newish Robert Eggers movie, The Northman. I don't know about you guys, but I was looking forward to seeing this movie for a long time since I saw Mm -hmm. the first trailer. It looked totally brutal, and it finally just got to streaming, so we watched it, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, so it's a pretty pretty cool movie, so we want you to check it out. Um... What have we been up to this week? I've been perfecting the recipes to make jello gelatin pops and jello pudding pops at home. Yeah, you have. They have been fantastic. So, a lot of people remember jello pudding pops, and there is a company, I think Kemp's is still making jello or pudding pops, not jello pudding pops, but they're making pudding pops. But um, a lot of people remember those and the Bill Cosby ads, you know, and th- all that. But not a lot of people remember the Jello Gelatin Pops. Mm-mm. And I was a big fan of the Jello Gelatin Pops. They were, you know, the fruity version and, you know, made out of Jello and not pudding. And they were only around for a couple years. And for whatever reason, they were discontinued. They just disappeared. But they were my favorite popsicle of all time. And this week I set upon recreating the recipe for them. And I think I think I nailed it, Christine. Oh, what you, do you, think? you totally nailed it. So he first started out with making an orange one, but he didn't quite mix it right, so it like kind of separated. But then he figured it out if you like let it set, and he made a uh, cherry one where like the cool up was infused. And it, oh my god, it's possibly one of the best tasting popsicles I've ever had. And the best part, it doesn't melt. They don't melt. Well, it, I mean, they eventually will melt, but well, it eventually, doesn't... but it's not like all glooping down your hand like a regular popsicle. Right. And you said the secret ingredient, which is you can't just take the jello. I mean, you can make, you know, take the jello mix and make like a gelatin pop, but it's not going to be the same consistency of the old ones. And I went on Reddit and found um, someone that had worked for Kraft. I believe it's Kraft that makes jello um, that had worked for them and had 
worked there while they were making gelatin pops and they said the secret was adding cool whip craft to it. secrets well i mean and and when i made them with the cool whip and and made it correctly the second time it is pretty perfect mm-hmm. to the original adam they're pretty legit so you gotta check out my jello gelatin pops i'm actually rather excited because you made some vanilla pudding pops for tonight and i'm hoping that they are uh, set correctly because i definitely want to eat one of those tonight yeah no. so Gotta make them out of uh, sugar-free jello sugar-free. and sugar-free fucking Yep, I will do that for sure. Once I get both of the recipes mastered, I got the gelatin one mastered, and then I will make you a batch and bring them over. What what flavor do you prefer? Fucking any, really, honestly, like anything but like the gross like cranberry shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and don't put no goddamn fruit cocktail in that no, shit. No, no, oh, no, 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 we're no. Like, Why would you fuck up Jello by putting fucking no. nasty ass, Gross. No. syrupy, disgusting fruit cocktail <laughs> in it? Like, if, if you're a lunch lady or your mom or now dad, I guess, was a lunch lady. <laughs> <laughs> dad lady. <laughs> to be, yeah, if, if somebody you know is a lunch server or to like, and don't get us wrong, like we like we loved Dave at our high school. He was awesome. He took us up with leftovers all the time. But like, if if you know somebody who's a lunch person currently or was, like, dude, stop the madness. Stop, stop, the, madness. stop the madness. Stop. It putting, ends here. Stop putting fruit medley in fucking gelatin. It is disgusting. It is. If you're one of those people who likes it. I'm sorry, you have no taste buds. Yeah, it's it's pretty disgusting. I I'm not a huge fan of Jello altogether, but uh, a good Jello pop, I'm all in for. Well, it gives that right. silky smooth consistency, and like the cool of it, it doesn't make it creamy. It just adds that extra little bit of texture to it, and I yeah. actually like that in a pop because it has a nice little like you know, bite to it. But right. you know, like it also like I said, it doesn't melt right away either. So when we're gaming, it makes it kind of convenient. Yeah, it's it's a it's a biting popsicle. It's not a licking popsicle. <laughs> But, but I mean, I it. mean, it is. You could lick it all night, and it probably uh-huh. wouldn't melt all that much. You actually have to like bite into it and get that. And that cool up adds a really good mouth feel to it, like That's a silkiness. What she said. So, yes, yeah, mouth feel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Obi Wan. Uh, this week's episode, episode five, is the penultimate uh, episode in the. In this first series of the show, I guess, because I guess the second, a second season has been greenlit already, uh, unfortunately. But so we're we're up to episode five, and this isn't exactly where I thought this series would be going. I really had no preconceived notions of what would happen in this series, but I just didn't think it would be all this one storyline with basically just rescuing Leia. And, I mean, it's a little more than that, but it's really not. You know what I mean? So now in this episode, we're dealing more with the Obi-Wan and Anakin, like, repercussions. And um, we get a very weird flashback scene that looks very odd and out of place (laughs) because Uh. they're both... They, they they shot the scene as their age now, and Hayden Christensen was supposed to be a Padawan, looking like the damn near forty year old man that he is now. <laughs> right, only Ewan McGregor looks okay. Yeah, Ewan McGregor looks fine because he's always looked like that. 
but um, yeah, Anakin looked a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anna, he looked funny. He looked really funny. You know, I, 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 in, in like a Phantom Menace, like you look at Ewan McGregor, and it's just like he does not look that much older than he was when he did Train Spotting, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what the? F- yeah. All right, and there's been way more than enough time for him to grow like that, like the the Padawan fucking little braid thing. Even though those are all fake, right? Like right. they didn't actually have those, right? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was just very weird. I mean, they, they didn't... It's not that Hayden looks bad or anything, but he looks no, he like looks the age good, that he man. is. Yeah, I don't know. I have questions about, like, uh, Anakin's age and how he either got older or younger in the the first three he was in. So, Oof. like, it, it's very confusing. So, I guess maybe he got old and then he got young again and then he got burnt. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. That, that just seems to be a Star Wars thing. It's canon. Yeah. But, like, the other thing with Hayden Christensen is, like, if you look at him, he got his last growth spurt. Yeah. Like, okay, so he should be, like, late episode two, early episode three age, but he's, mm. you know, he was about Ewan McGregor's height, now he's taller than him. And he's a little thicker, too. Yeah. Right. You know? You're thicking out. I mean, he's still a slim yeah, dude. He, 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 yeah, he finished... He finished growing, man. Yeah. He finally, you know, he had the rest of his fucking growth spurts. Right. Like, you, as as a male, we can keep growing until we're 23. It's very rare, but, like, we can. Yeah. Which is, like, okay. So, apparently, he didn't stop growing at, like, 17 <laughs> like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, like, so, uh, that was a weird scene. I mean, I they needed, I guess, to do it to kind of tell the story that they wanted to tell. Um, and, I, and I don't really fault him for it i don't think it looked that bad but it just was a little odd when your memories are so clear of the prequels and it's like you knew exactly how youthful and and, and lithe that he looked you know uh, well, and now he looks a little thicker and older and you're just like just not a padawan <laughs> anakin no no what they always do in those sequences they put like the dream filter on there like yeah. the night filter so everything's kind of hazy so you really can't see what's going on but you no, know what that shit was bright as fuck no they should have done that they should they should have done that they didn't do it so whatever i mean with all of disney's money they could have done a little de-aging but i think they just wanted to go with it to show that this was an additional scene yeah. that they shot that it was not an old scene they wanted to show this was a new scene that they shot. And so cool. Correct me if I'm wrong, Disney actually does not own ILM, right? That's still Lucas's ownership. I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I think you're Lucas right. Because because I'm pretty sure ILM is, is separate is a, considered a separate entity from Lucas films. I think you're Arts. right. I think you're right. I think Disney doesn't own them. I don't know. The mouse almost I mean, owns everything, so I don't want to say not, or it could. No. Uh, I'll go check that out sometime. I don't know. I'm curious, because, I mean, if you've got Disney money, not even Disney money, if you have Disney resources, like... Yeah, right. How hard would it be? Yeah. How hard would it be? But I think it really was a conscious decision. I don't think it was because they couldn't do it. I think it was a conscious decision to show that, hey, we actually did this, and it's okay for it to look a little different. It's totally fine. You won't be that messed up, Star well, Wars fans. Well, it's somebody's memory. So, I mean, I guess yeah. that can also be part of it to make it... True. True. Because, I mean, I have a ridiculously good memory, but it's not 100% accurate. Also, like, speak- it's still from the filter of my life experience is not yours. Right. 
Um, also, speaking of Disney, before I forget, I just want to mention we watched a really good documentary last night. Um, uh, it was called Waking Sleeping Beauty or yes. something like that. But it's on Disney Plus, and I believe that's the name of it, Waking Sleeping Beauty. Yes. And it's basically about the whole Michael Eisner, Jeffrey Katzenberg, um, Roy Disney reign at uh, Disney where they came in and like from like 82 to 92 and they led the resurgence of the Disney animation studios you know where you go from like the great mouse detective in like the early 80s all the way to like Lion King in the early 90s and like how they brought upon brought upon that resurgence of Disney animation when it was kind of failing in the early 80s and stuff so it's actually a really cool documentary check it out so um, but yeah, the rest of this episode, the only other thing I, well, there's a couple things, two other things I want to talk about. Um, the one other thing is Riva. So in this episode, we find out that she apparently, apparently according to the story is really a youngling that was in the temple when Anakin so came in. No problem. <laughs> and, um, she was one of the younglings and she got away from Anakin and so she's known all these years who Anakin is and she's been setting herself up with the Empire and as an Inquisitor to basically hunt Vader, hunt Anakin and get revenge on him for what he did at the Jedi Temple during Order 66. Honestly, to me, that makes her more Sith than any of those other Inquisitors ever dared to be. And right, like, mm-hmm. like that's kind of what I was waiting for for to, for me to like her character. It gives her a whole nother dimension, and I mean, it, it doesn't yeah, make her a good guy. Now she actually has two dimensions. Yeah, she. It doesn't make her a good guy. No, you're right, Adam. It 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 shows a lot of, <laughs> I mean, classic Sith tendencies for revenge and hate and. Right, and it has made her stronger. It has and, made and it has been at the cost of her humanity, which is yep. usually the price you pay as a Sith. Yep. Usually. Because all of the things she's had to do... Because then when you find out that revelation, one of your first thoughts is, at least one of my first thoughts is, all those things that she had to do as an Inquisitor to prove herself, and all the people that she had to kill, all the Jedi that she had to kill to reach her goal, uh, her selfish goal of revenge, I mean, that's pure evil it, or yeah. it's pure dark side at least it may yeah. not be evil but it's pure dark side you know and whatever you want to call it i mean it makes it for a pretty interesting story now like where does this character go from here now that she's you know she's been left for dead but really if they wanted to kill her they could have killed her but they wanted to actually just humiliate her mm-hmm. right so and the grand inquisitor like kinda did a pretty baller Sith thing, but he also did a pretty typical Sith stupid move. And dude, just fucking don't toy with your fucking your food, man. Dude, don't need it. Kill him. Mm-hmm. Fucking kill a killer, man. It's like unbelievable. Like they do this a lot. <laughs> the Sith do this a lot. And that's part of their hubris though. That's part of the Sith hubris is that thinking that the dark side will always prevail and your power will always prevail, and that you don't need to worry about something you've defeated. You know what I mean? Right. That, Whereas the dark side is really just looking for the next best thing. Right. Always. Right. 
So then the other only other thing I'm going to get to is Vader's show of power mm-hmm. in 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 this uh scene when he gets to the transport of the um people that are trying to get off the planet and he grabs that ship in uh, midair. That was pretty ball. That was impressive. Like prior, and then he just prior to like anything live action, he's only done that shit in the video games. He did it like in the beginning sequence of uh uh the force or uh, fuck what the hell is it? uh shit. Can't remember the game. Anyway I, I know I know what you're talking about, Adam, because um I have I, the goddamn I, game on Steam and I still haven't played it, but yeah. Yeah, um yeah, the video game. Um, mm-hmm. the, in the beginning, yeah, he does the same thing where he grabs a ship in midair, and I think that that's a nod to this, to that, um, because it's first of all, it's just really cool and really, and I mean, it's like one of those just like, you know, like mm-hmm. Vader moments, and then also his his fight with Riva, I mean, was just, I mean, <laughs> you're. you're <laughs> it's just like I don't know why you're trying, girly, but like here it is. It, it was so cool. It was choreographed so well, though. Yeah. It, I mean, you're seeing Vader at the height of his powers. He's never more powerful, really, than he than he is right here. About you know ten years into being Darth Vader, I mean, this is his most powerful. And seeing him with dual uh, red sabers was really dope, because, like, he didn't even really need them. It's just, like, really? I'm just gonna, like, toy with you for a little bit. Like, and he's not even trying. Like, not even trying. It was sick. Yeah. I I keep saying, how much more Vader do we need? But then when you see a scene like this, or the scene in Rogue One, you're like, I guess I need more. I guess yeah, I that, need... <laughs> that, that's how much more you needed. That's really what the answer is. Yeah, the, when you do it right, when you do it right, I mean, is it gratuitous, like, Star Wars porn? Yes. Yes. But, like... My wiener's hard. <laughs> so but when it's done right, it's done right. And, you like, you know, you appreciate it. Because I'm like, okay, all right, all right. I mean, yeah, seeing him hold that chip, I put my hands up like I was seeing, like, a football, you know, go through, like, you know. The what? I go don't through know. the what? I don't know. A football go through the what? <laughs> I saw you searching for the word there. I, I ran out Come of Come on, sports ball girl. <laughs> the, the sports the, the football goes through the what? I don't know. <laughs> the hoop. It goes through the hoop. <laughs> the it made a field goal. I don't know. Yes. Yes. There. That's right. I did a term for the right sport. <laughs> I am awful. Yes. Uh, I just waved my hands in the air like a crazy person. Like, oh, I like that Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I like the Star I like Wars. The Star Wars. It's so good. Oh, I like Darth Vader. I mean, literally, it's one of those things where, like, okay, put Vader in his prototype uh, tie advanced. And, like, great. So now he's in the starship. You're going to try to outrun Vader in a starship? What happens when he reaches out with the Force and just stops you? <laughs> from his right? ship, yeah. From his from his ship. Yeah. Not even stops you, just slows you down enough so he can catch up. Right. I mean, that's like the ultimate tractor beam, right? Just Vader. Yeah, like, <laughs> just Vader. A ship, like, can, a ship that size can't possibly have a tractor beam. It's fucking Vader, dude. Yeah, yep. Right. I don't Sorry, need Akbar, no tractor beam. It's not beam. a trap, it's Vader. I, I enjoy seeing dramatic showings of dark side power because we've been told you know through our entire history of star wars that the dark side is more powerful but not very often do we actually get to see that usually good ends up winning in the end but it's nice to see those grand gestures of dark side power where we're like shit 
mm-hmm. this is why someone would turn to the dark side because I don't see a lot of Jedi doing shit like this. Mm-mm. You know, well, I mean, like in, in, in the, the the fun thing is is that like you know a lot of uh, d- disgustingly hardcore fucking Star Wars fans um, understand is that like in the old Republic Jedi did a lot of the shit that Sith do. Like, oh, okay, like, Yoda just catches some force lightning with it, you know, because he's, like, and then dissipates it. Right. Like, okay, but, like, back in the Old Republic, like, Jedi would fucking, like, oh, I don't know, use their telekinetic abilities to whip fucking gravel at people. Right. Um, Like, shit like that. And it's just, like, oh, people's, like, saber throwing and shit was, like, everyday thing. Like, why would you throw your weapon away? Why the fuck wouldn't you when you can use it like a fucking lightsaber boomerang? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And there is a point where, uh, in uh, Empire, where Luke asks uh, Yoda if the dark side is more powerful. And Mm -hmm. Yoda, like, he says no, but there's that hesitation when he says it and he explained why. It's just like, uh, you sure about that little guy? It's it's to me it, it is a balance, but in it, and it's not necessarily more powerful, but it's in the way that it's presented. It's in the right. way that it's presented. It's a short path. Yeah, it's the short path, and it's those bursts of extreme power. So we've seen Yoda and Luke lift starships before, and fighters and things like that, and really large things, but not at the like in a split second, like the, the way that Vader did. You know, like no. not not like that, not out of just pure emotion, just lifting his hand and being like, no, <laughs> like we we've seen, you know, Luke raise a fucking uh, X-wing, and we've seen Yoda do it, and we've seen Luke do it actually a couple times, but um, yeah, but like the first time he did it, it was kind of like uh, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars that explains how the Force. Like, part of how the Force works is, like, I don't believe it. That's why you fucking failed, kid, because you don't believe it. And then it explains the, you know, Mary Sue fucking, or Bobby Sue levels of fucking ability that Ray, that, you know, Ray has. Because, like, right. she fully well fucking believes the Force. Like, right. her brain is like, the Force can do anything. Right. So, with that amount of acknowledgement of its power and belief in it, of course she can fucking do all that shit. Right. She doesn't have the limitation in her head that she can't do it. Right. And there's another instance of that, I think, in the book about Dooku. Uh-huh. Like, literally, Yoda asked Dooku to move some uh, plants, some potting plants. And Dooku, like, used the force to do it, was careful about it, moved it from, like, one side of a path to another, making sure not to disrupt, like, the plants' leaves and everything, put them, like, using the force, put them back. And then when he's done, like, Yoda was like, oh, yeah, that was like that. Like, thank you for, like, moving that. That would have been much too heavy for me. Because it's like a big stone fucking thing, like bigger than Yoda. Right. And it's like, yeah, because uh, the Jedi Master said you could do it, you did. Right. Like, And that's how Vader is. Vader believes fully. If, no one's more of a fanatical believer in the Force yeah, than, he's all than in, Vader. Dude. So when Vader reaches out with his hand and says nothing and just stops the ship, you like believe that he can do that because he is like the most that I know of fanatical believer in the dark side that I've, that I've seen in cinematically, you know, right. I mean, you could, you could say the emperor, but I think that Vader's on another level really, because he has the fighting skills. He has the fighting skills that the emperor doesn't have and the force powers. Well, and then, you know, you go to the, the, 
stupid part that irritates me about uh, since they put it in, like the scientific reason behind the force is like, yeah, and he's also got the highest midichlorian count ever. Right, right. Yeah, well, and, until, like, you know, whoever, until Luke came along or whatever, I don't... No, I don't think Luke even, mm-hmm. I don't think Luke would have come close. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. He definitely didn't present himself with abilities as early as Anakin did. No. No. You know, he really didn't. I mean, he had, like, little, like, things that happened and stuff, you know, to show that he had abilities, but, like, nothing like young Anakin is, you know, doing all kinds of crazy shit he shouldn't have been doing when he was, like, eight years old. Whoopee! (laughs) Yippee! Yippee! (laughs) Anyway. Uh, anybody got anything to add? It was, a, it was a pretty cool episode. I guess I guess the last episode, they are talking something about like an hour and a half long mm. or oh, something like that. Oh, so. wow. So again, like almost a full movie for the yeah, ending. Full movie for the last episode. So we'll see where it goes. I'm sure there will be no resolution of anything because they just want to drag it out into another season. I'm, like so. I'm going to be kind of like a little kid in the fucking little kid in the candy store, dude, if I see Qui-Gon as a force ghost. We'll, Ooh, we eventually have I know. to. I mean, I'm hoping. Well, I mean, that's the homework assignment that fucking Yoda gave to fucking Obi-Wan. The only the only thing is, um, especially in the Clone Wars series, I believe it was, um, Qui-Gon was never able to present himself in full Force Ghost, like, materialize in a full Force Ghost. He was just, like, a voice and like... Uh, well, that's what that fucker gets for fucking calling the Dechlorians fucking all scientific. <laughs> right, right. That's what you get. Maybe if you believed a little more, <laughs> asshole. Disrespect the Dechlorians, and you don't get to have everlasting life, motherfucker. You know what's kind of funny, dude? Like, mm. I mean, like, so when it comes to Star Wars, yes, my sad devotion to that failed religion and all that shit but like in in the real world it's like religion uh, like well i, I mean know, this is kind of funny it's amusing if if religion came with in the real world came with like actual powers i mean uh, and oh, a man, sweet lightsaber i mean the, the second that the sweet baby jesus lets me force choke a bitch i'm game you know i'll do if i can get it like a dope like dual sabers or something i'll i'll, I'll go in I'll cut some people down for the Pope. Yeah, but you, yeah. but the, for that though, you don't really necessarily need to be like you know, force wielder. It helps, but yeah. Well, if you work for the devil, you get the red sabers. I'll do that. That's that's not even how that works. Yeah, I don't want it to. It's not even how it works. Well, it's not canon. Go. Actually, it kind of actually it almost is at this point. Go punt a baseball through a goal hoop. <laughs> go sports I'll, I'll go take one of them uh them bocce balls and put it into the hockey net there after somebody does some curling brushing you hoser you hoser all right uh take off you hosers uh we're gonna take a break and we'll be back with our northman review right after this stay tuned this episode of radio free galaxy is brought to you by mr t's knuckle shoes They're the only brass knuckle shoes on the market for when pitying a fool ain't quite enough. Mr. T's Knuckle Shoes. Get some. Alright, we're back on Radio Free Galaxy. 
Travis, Adam, and Christine here. Trisha will be back one of these days. She started to watch this movie today. We, we talked her into watching The Northman uh, today by telling her it was the most black metal movie ever made. And she was like, oh, I'm in. And then we were like, North, myth- North mythology, Norse mythology. And she was like, oh, I'm in. And then we got a text from her on our group chat. She's like, I can't. These these accents. She was all over about the accents. <laughs> she was like, these accents, what are they supposed to be doing here? And so she uh, jumped out of watching the movie. I'm surprised. I thought she would absolutely love this movie. This over-the-top black metal, like, yeah. like opera. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's basically a Shakespearean tale uh, told through, you know, Dark Ages, Norse Viking, uh, all about Bahala, right? Yeah. So I mean, so it's brand new movie just came out like a month or two ago. It just came to streaming on Peacock. That's why we decided to review it. Um, We've been looking forward to this movie for a while, and it's directed by Robert Eggers. It's his third, I believe, third movie that he's directed his first one was the witch which is Mm, a really really good movie and the other one was the lighthouse with Mm. um willem Willem defoe and uh what's his name the uh the sparkly vampire guy the batman guy the wet batman guy yeah what's robert pattinson robert pattinson thank you it's with robert pattinson and I still haven't seen that. I want to see that. It actually I, looks really good. Yeah, it looked really, really good. I just never, never got to it. Um, but we did catch this one, and I'm a pretty big fan of this movie. I think I, I'm a sucker for, excuse me, um, th- sword and sandal movies, and then you add in like Vikings. And, like, witches and all that. And um, the really cool cinematography in this movie. There's some complaints. There's there's a lot of plot holes in the story that don't make any sense whatsoever. Trish is right about the accents. They were very much all over the place. But it really didn't bother me. Because no. you're going upon the premise that this was taking place in, like, 900 AD. And, like... We ha- we have no idea what people spoke like in 900 AD Scandinavia. You know what I mean? So like they just kind of let people do time periodish, you know, like you know, accents, and they just go with it. It's a movie, I mean, right? I, it's not I, a documentary. I get it. Like I don't, I don't know. That didn't seem to bother me because there was so much. Like the cinematography in this movie was fantastic, but it was also very brutal and bloody. Like, I wasn't focusing anything on the accents, but, like, oh, my God, did you just see what happened to that dude's face? (laughs) Which I'm, like, really surprised at because that sounds like right up Trisha's alley. Like, dude, this is, like, Black Metal the movie. Like, like, it's Black Metal the movie. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that she couldn't get into this because, I mean, this whole movie is, like, the most brutal Black Metal album ever. Like this is everything they sing about, and there was even a part when you when you exclaimed to me, "What did you say about what? the brambles?" Oh, um, it was the <laughs> journey of a like black metal dude trying to come up with like a 
band name? Was that it? No, 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 no. Somebody picked up like a pile of sticks at some point and you were like, look, it's the black metal name. Yeah. It's a black metal logo for a band name. They found the name. <laughs> it's No, it's a pile of sticks. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of plot holes and a couple I'll get to in particular, but I did enjoy it. It was fun. The cinematography was really cool. The story was cool. The acting and the actors, um, a couple people had bit parts. Bjork only had the one scene as as the witch, and she was really cool. Yep. Um, Willem Dafoe was really cool and creepy and freaking weird and totally Willem Dafoe. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy, I usually do there's something about her that I just don't care for, even though I know she's a good actress. There's just something about her face that just bothers me. I don't know what it is. I don't want to be unkind or anything, but there's just always something when I see her, I'm like, yeah, she's acting great, but she's just so odd looking to me. She's She looks <laughs> a little bit like an alien, and I don't know. It just like puts me off, but I actually the, do like her. Angle, it's the angle of her nose because you can see too much of her nostrils when she's it, looking dead, dead ahead. I kind of like that, though, in this movie because yeah. they do a lot of Norse mythology. Like, they actually do, like, these insane, like, I don't know, I guess you would call them, like, mind trips where they show, like, Valkyries or fighting the undead or, like, her... people were, like, ingesting wormwood in, or wormwood and, like, other, like, oh, shit yeah. that, like, fucks up your brain. Oh, no, for real. So, like, when I see her in this type of world, I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense because she's just kind of off and that kind of makes her, like, this, like, you know, lamb that everyone's trying to see because she also has blonde hair and, like, that makes her, like, a she, Valkyrie. She's... And I say this, and I, I kind of mean it in a compliment. She's, like, beautifully grotesque. You know what I mean? Like, there's something weirdly off about the way she looks, but you understand it's actually, like... It's unique. It's unique and, like, beautiful, but it's also, like, a little... It, like, puts you off a little bit. But anyway, she's a great actress, and I don't want to demean her in any way, but, like, she fit in this movie good. Uh, going down the list... um, and then, of course, you got to get to Alexander Skarsgård, who's just, like, amazing in this, right? Dude, he is a beast in this movie. Like, every, like, he is so primal. He is yeah. so primal, but he makes it, like, you go along with his entire, like, hero's journey or whatever you want to call it because, like, he wants to die in battle and avenge his family. And they show you, you know, everything in between. And it's, like man like he like if he was gonna go for like that like i'm a viking fear me i'm dog of war he nailed it right adam what do you think overall of this film i enjoyed watching it but like in terms of like the formula of it all it's like it's really not that spectacular like it could have honestly been shorter i'm glad it wasn't but it could have been like yeah some of it was uh, ours gratia, ours, art for art's sake. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which I'm fine with. I mean, yep. you know, it, it wasn't like, I hate saying it, it wasn't like gratuitously long, like Schneider long. No. But like, it it, it, it captured the period, and I'm, I normally just don't like period pieces. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I don't know, what's not to like with Alexander Skarsgård being a 
fucking berserker. Thinking about <laughs> right? Dude, dude, like, the end scene, like, where they're fighting at the volcano and they're naked, and he's just, like, you know, giving it his all with that sword. It's just like, ah! So, my biggest complaint about the movie is once, once we get back to his uncle's farm now, because all of a sudden, like, it start. I, I miss the explanation of why he's not a king anymore and he's only a chieftain. Because a fucking dude more powerful than him came across the fucking seas and kicked his ass out. Okay, that's that's pretty much what I thought, but I'm I'm just like it kind of made it anticlimactic to it was me. It's kind of unnecessary to do that little In fact, extra you, plot. You, got told, you get told that um, uh, one of the other uh, fucking uh, uh, warriors of Rust tells him that. When, yeah. After they sacked that fucking village of the Birchmen. Yeah, that that scene was <laughs> intense. <So. laughs> that scene was that's the scene where he catches the spear and throws it back. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> like before they even go in, he just catches it and by and then just snick. <laughs> yeah. And and I was reading that that actual scene of him catching that spear is from Norse mythology. There's actually a story of a hero warrior doing something very similar to that, catching a spear and of chucking course. it back. And so, I mean, excuse me, sir. You seem to have dropped this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't appreciate your, your lame attempt to kill me with this pokey thing. Right. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's see the brutality of that scene. Then when he escapes and he goes to the farm, the brutality of the beginning of the movie just all of a sudden grinds to a halt. And yeah, you still still do get some like brutal scenes that happen in like the second act, but it really the whole movie really slows down for him to A fall in love and B to find out that his mother is actually a horrible person and set the whole thing up. And I mean that's really what the whole second act is for. And so then he has to like make this choice like do I just go away to a new land and fall in love and have children and whatever whatever with Anya Taylor-Joy or do I fulfill my revenge fantasy I would thing. say dude he also likes to jump out of boats a lot like to get away from <laughs> things that seems to be like the well, running <laughs> I'm just saying like oh I gotta go get something back on land jump out of the boat <laughs> yeah that's like the second or third time he does it. I was like, oh, well, okay. You know, I mean, uh, he's got that Viking blood in him, so. I yeah, guess. like apparently that makes you like you know impervious to the cold because I mean <laughs> everything's just like wet and cold, like, yeah. everywhere, and everyone's just like la la la, no big deal. Yeah, but uh, it, this it's it's very brutal. If you haven't, we won't completely spoil all of the movie, but um, if you haven't seen it, uh. Be advised, it is graphically, graphically Extremely violent. Extremely graphic. And it's actually, it's kind of crazy. So we watched this first before Obi-Wan. So it was kind of hard for me to watch Obi-Wan without thinking of, like, what was going on in the Northmen. But, I mean, the the impact of Vader's, you know, like, scene at the end of the episode was still, like, not lost on me. Even though I watched all that ultraviolence, you know, just before that. Because, you know, it was a whole different expression of power you know oh, no, it's totally rad with that part but in, like beginning when they were getting shot like you know some of the normal people were getting shot by um the stormtroopers i was like oh wait i gotta do the other feelings now because that other movie was just so intense it was beautiful just extremely intense 
Yeah, there were some plot holes and some things that didn't add all the way up. Uh, I I really didn't like the choice to make his uncle like this defeated farmer guy. I I would prefer it if he had just stayed a king. Like, what what was the choice there? Why was that choice made? You know, it takes away something from his revenge. You know what I I mean? I I don't get it. It's like, well, you want to get your homeland back, right? And, you know, save your mom and all that. But I I don't know. It just, it's very... He's already defeated, right? Basically. Pretty much. I mean, he's a chieftain, but the, I mean... He's basically a sheep farmer. Yeah, with some slaves that he gets, but not really? Not the king that he sought out to be. And so, I don't know. We also didn't mention um, his dad um, got... Sorry, I am uh, blanking on Ethan Hawke, of course. Ethan Hawke in the beginning was like everything that you want out of a Viking warrior, Scandinavian king. He was, he's only in the picture for a short amount of time, but I mean, he's everything that you want out of that. And that scene with the initiation or the coming of age ritual between him and the young Alexander Skarsgård and um, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. That scene was awesome. Dude, it was insane because like they put you in how it would feel to have this mind trip into like your family tree or like your lineage or whatever, and become like you know from a dog to a man. And it's like, what? It's very reminiscent of the same scene from Black Panther. Yeah. Just like done a little differently. Just a little darker. But I mean, it's basically the same kind of thing that you go into a hallucinogenic like trance and you get in contact with your ancestors and you see the lineage that you have to live up to and then you usually get some kind of it i mean it, it goes with the you know the hero of a thousand faces and i mean the, the whole joseph campbell like mythology thing you know i mean it, hero stories are generally over time kind of the same you know mm-hmm. in the hero's journey but um yeah so i don't know i dig it it's a cool movie it's fun to watch uh but like adam said it's not great it's not it's not great right. it could have been better and yeah, it really could have but yeah. i mean is it did it scratch news oh yeah did i still want to uh, like still want to see it like yeah. after the trailer yeah. the trailer doesn't give everything up no Mm-mm. like kind of scratch the surface but like dude literally like just turn off the sound, throw in your favorite black metal, and, you know. Oh, yeah, totally epic. Instrumental like, black metal. Like, mm-hmm. except for that, uh, when they're attacking the, the Birchman, and, you know, after it's like, many years later. In the boats, like, headed over there. It's like, that's when you should throw on Ma- Mastodon's Colony of Birchman. Yeah. Or throw on some It Is Dead. It Is Dead yes. has some excellent. Uh, instrumental tracks and uh that would sound really good over the as a score over this film and actually we will be talking to it is dead uh soon because they have a release coming out and they've asked to come back on the program and we are more than happy to have those dudes back on the program so look forward to that in the near future but for now i think that's the end of episode 106 of radio free galaxy you guys got anything else to add no it was epic movie Totally watch it, man. Fucking Anchorage for the summer, dude. It sucks. <laughs> yes, it's very hot here in the Milwaukee area. As a, dude, I'm sure it is I by all. I fucking California. Yeah. I will take a California summer over a fucking Wisconsin summer any day of the week, at least for where I lived. 
There was no humidity. This sucks. The humidity and also the unpredictability. Yes. You know, like yesterday it was literally like 65 degrees and today right. it it's 95. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> you can't prepare. It's just you kind of give up after a while. That part actually I kind of like about Wisconsin, yeah. but like it's still the fact that like, dude, if it's going to be hot, can I get like no humidity and like and yeah. some wind so yeah. my body can do what it's designed to? Yeah, it sucks. It sucks, but well, the other, uh, the other uh, nine months out of the year, I'm pretty much uh, I'm okay with Wisconsin weather. I I like the cold. You always put more on. You can't strip more off. You get down to your skin. You're fucked. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm gonna go try one of those amazing pudding pops you have in the freezer so I can cool off. Ooh, I like that idea. Some, some pudding pops. Some, some pudding pops. Some pudding pops. Some pops. pudding pops. Pop, pop. Pudding pop right <laughs> oh. A vanilla pudding pop. Pudding pop. Pudding pop. Pudding pop. All right. Anyway, that's the end of this episode. <laughs> Please remember to leave us a rating review on the Spotify app or Apple Podcasts. Check out the Radio Free Galaxy YouTube channel. We're over 300 subscribers and over 200,000 views, so check out what we're doing over there. And we're very close to getting to be able to do some live videos. It looks like we might have a space where we're able to do that. So look forward to that in the very near future. And also check out So Geek Girl on T Public, S E W G E E K G I R L, all one word, So Geek Girl. And you can find some of Christine's awesome artwork, and you can slap it onto a T-shirt on oh, yeah. Public, right? Yep, and as a matter of fact, I have a design for the Radio Free Galaxy podcast available right now on Public. if anyone is interested. That's right. It's like a gorilla's style, uh, you like, know, like yeah, four-panel. Like right, if we were all, like, cartoon characters. Yeah. Yep, characters. Our, our spacey alter egos. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, so you can get one of those over there if you go to So Geek Girls T Public site. Anything else? Anything I missed? Alright. That's the end of the episode. So for Christine and Trisha and Adam, I'm Travis and this has been Radio Free Galaxy. We'll see you guys next time. Bye! Thank you.